Good evening, one and all. Welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or TO-Triple-T-B, our weekly 5th edition D&D actual play podcast, playing through the Tomb of Annihilation campaign. I'm Greg Dykes, and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. We Trolls are from a gaming group based in the Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells area, brought together by fate, friendship, and a shared passion for rolling dice and silly accents. Our campaign was due to be played in person at the beginning of 2020, but then of course 2020 happened, and we moved to playing online instead. For posterity, we decided to record our adventure, and now a few months down the line we thought we'd release it via a podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our group, what we do, or simply to keep up to date with our episodes, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter under T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. Now on a more sober note, we would like to address the fact that the Tomb of Annihilation campaign is set in a wild, untamed land, with many of its characters resembling that of African or Asian stereotypes. As of the time of this recording, the Black Lives Matter movement is gaining traction and really getting people to challenge the prejudices and discrimination that continues to survive to this day and age. We at TOTTB will always rally against racism, sexism, and discrimination of any kind and fully support the BLM movement. We do recognize though that our group is comprised of one cis woman and four cis men, all of whom are white. And so we are hardly the most diverse group of players. However, our goal here is, and will always continue to be, to have fun and enjoy the wonderful world of D&D. It is not our intention to cause offense or to be insensitive and we encourage our listeners to get in touch if something we say is ignorant or hurtful. In these difficult times, I think I can safely say that we could all do with becoming a bit more educated. Now, with the group's introduction done, let's meet our players. Tonight, we have with us Nick Tandy. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Nick. I'm playing Zibby. It sounds a bit like this. Hi, hello. I'm Zibby. I'm the cleric. Natalia Hull. Hey, I'm Natalia. I'm playing the part of a half-elf monk called Siliqui. Hello, I'm Siliqui. My full name is Keo Siliqui Nelo. You can call me Siliqui. I would prefer if you didn't call me Keo. I get told quite a lot that I talk too much. I don't know why people say it. I personally think it's ridiculous. I mean, why would you say that just because a person... John Hull. Hi there, I'm John, and I'm playing Percival Silverlight. You've probably heard of me. I am the world-famous writer, travelographer, and warrior of doom. Oh yes, and, and I'm a half-elf fighter, yes, yes. And last, but certainly not least, Toby Hicks. Hello, my name's Toby, and I will be playing the part of Rana, our resident Chalton Druid. Rana likes to be simple about things, and not to talk too much. And without further ado, enjoy Tomb of Annihilation.
So, uh, you guys remember that your characters have been summoned by uh, one Syndra Sylvain. Yeah. Um, who is a wizard who is openly, well, I say openly, she has, she has told you that she is suffering from this death curse that apparently is uh, is plaguing the lands. Mm. What, uh, what you know so far um, is that the death curse is being caused by a necromantic uh, artifact known as the Soulmonger. Mm. Uh, you know that this uh, device can be found in Chult. Mm-hmm. Following your uh, your gracious acceptance of uh, of the mission, Syndra then basically teleported you guys to Chult. Now, for the three of you that were that were teleported, you were uh, you were greeted by a, a rather 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 damper sight than you were expecting. Um, you arrived pretty much uh, pretty much at night time um, in a downpour. And Syndra led you um, to the villa of one of the merchant princes of Portney and Zaro, the city you have been uh, teleported to. Hmm. The merchant prince in question uh, is Wakanga Otamu. Um, and when we last played properly, uh, we basically left you guys. I say play properly when we were when we were last gathered together in in the pub. We basically left it where you guys were waiting for Wakanga to turn up. You guys find yourselves sitting in what is basically the antechamber of uh, Wakanga's villa. Um, this is where the guards have basically brought you guys to wait um, for Wakanga to come and grant you an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you were while you were here, you have met um, a Chultan by the name of Rana. So where we're going to pick up, uh, Wakanga um, walks through. Uh, into this waiting room, and he uh, he exclaims to you, "Welcome, welcome, friends, to Chult. My name is Wakanga. You guys must be hungry. Servants, please, immediately bring us bring us some food." And he comes and he he sits down at the at the head of this small table on, on one of the booths across from uh, across from Syndra. Um, and they bring out uh, the his servants all bring out these uh, these lovely foods. And to start us off, shall we all have a let's let's have a go around the table uh, to sort of explain what we're all what we're all looking at in good D and D fashion. Let's roll the dice to determine who's going to start off. I've got a two, which on my list means Rana. You're up. Name is Rana, druid, from Tolchok tribe, jungle. Here to guide you, stop things with teeth, making meal of you in jungle. Yes. So, um, Rana's very native, native. Yes, native. Does not like to talk much, perhaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thanks. All right. So, moving through the list, uh, Nick. What do we see? Uh, it's rather large, enormously bushy-bearded um, gentleman. Is that hey. My name's Zibi. I'm a clerk at Thor. I'm here for uh, to find out what's going on. Um, if he doesn't even want to talk, I'll talk to everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And round to Soliloquy. Uh, uh, oh, that's me. <laughs> um, she hasn't got an accent yet. She will. Um, <laughs> so her name is K.O. Siliqui Nalo. Keo is her family name. Um, Siliqui is her first name, essentially. So you may call her Siliqui uh, or something similar to along those lines. Um, she is a half elf monk. 
Um, she is about 37, 38. Um, she is quite attractive. She has fairly short hair. Um, she has slight elfin uh, features. Um, so kind of high cheekbones. Um, she wears kind of um, sort of more satiny fitted uh, monk's robes that still allow her to move in the way she needs to and to be comfortable enough to meditate and everything else in. Um, quite slim, but also very long, lithe muscles. Um, and she's kick-ass. Um, and last but not least, Percival Silverlight. Ah, yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Percival. Um, Percival Silverlight, You, I know you've heard of me. Um, okay, so Percival is essentially a uh, half-elf. He's uh, in leather armour. Um, and he's got a, uh, a rapier by his side and a, and a crossbow on his back. And uh, he, he looks like a, a, a bit of a scrapper and a bit of a rogue and a bit of a... Not as in the actual class, but... You'd expect him to be dragging a, a knife down a, a sail. Um, <laughs> to actually get from the top <laughs> to the bottom. Uh, Does he have one of those moustaches? Oh, he's, he actually has... Not quite the moustache that you're thinking of, but it it's a bit like a handlebar, um, and it and it kind oh, so of goes like, into like a fighter race. Yeah, no, like a fighter race pilot. Yes, almost <laughs> like Flashheart from yes, Flashheart from uh, Blackadder. Yep, yep, kind of half Flashheart. Uh, Lord Flashheart. Yes, Woof, Queenie. Yes, that sort of hey. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking at John's picture that he's drawn at me, it almost looks like he's got chops. Yeah, chops into a moustache. All right. Rounding off the table, you have Sindra Sylvain, um, who is a sort of... appears to be slightly wizened. It's difficult to tell, as she's wearing this sort of white wizard robe that covers most of, most of her body. She has gloves on, so you can't really see what her hands look like. And she has a hood up with a mask on, so actually... It's actually really, you can't actually see anything of her own body. Uh, given the kind of dry, raspy voice that she's been using and her description of how the death curse has caused uh, those people that have uh, that have been resurrected in the past to sort of wither away, you can probably tell that whatever's under the mask probably don't want to look at too close. Um, because uh, it's possibly, possibly going to put you off, uh, off your dinner. And of course, Wakanga um, is a is a he's a he's a Cholton man. Um, he has a kind of he has an he has an afro of dark hair, um, has a little bit of a moustache, um, and looks very very well very well groomed. He's certainly he's uh, he's perhaps perhaps uh, jo- in a sort of jovial way. He is uh, he's sort of competing with Percival for uh, how well he's uh, he's. He's kept himself and how well he looks when he when he steps out of the house. Right up my street. Yeah. <laughs> and as he sits on the on the on the cushion, while, while the rest of you maybe are sort of like you're not maybe used to sitting on cushions at a small table, he very he very very uh, calmly sits down in a sort of relaxed, lean back sort of position. Clearly, clearly knows to sort of like very much at ease with himself. As the as the food comes out, Wakanga basically sort of waits until you know sort of the introductions are are completed and orders his servants back out of the room. 
Um, and he goes, the minute the servants leave the room, he kind of, his face, his face is the only part that changes. It becomes a bit more concerned. Um, and he tur- and he sort of looks at Sindra and says, well, what, uh, what is the news? What have you found out? And Sindra sort of returns to him and says, this, I have worked out the name of the device. It is the Soulmonger, apparently. And the Wakanga sort of has a bit of a quizzical look and says it's like only a name, nothing more. I can find nothing, nothing more about how it works or why it is here, if it has a reason. Wakanga looks to all of you and just says, she's filled you in, told you what you're up against. Well, more or less. Is it... Something nasty stopping people being brought back to life. Uh, I suppose we've got to kick its ass and stop it. Nasty is the word. Syndra has told me so far that this device, this soul monger, has the ability to pull souls from the dead. It's this which has been causing the causing the priests and the wizards to be incapable of resurrecting the dead anymore. The souls are literally taken the minute they're severed from their bodies. How this necromantic device works, we can can only begin to guess. But it is a horror. Whatever its reason for being here, it must be, must be deactivated. Now, Syndra here believes the soulmonger was placed. If it was, whoever placed it could not have chosen a more perfect hiding place. Cholt is full of dangers. The jungles alone are enough to make any any warrior pause before venturing into them. And I personally I think this might be some some offshoot of the gods, some cruel toy that's been abandoned and has just found its way here. Perhaps by switching it off, we can appease them. That sounds like a, a sterling plan. Um, where do we start? At this point, Silicri is sat very straight back, but cross-legged on the floor with her eyes closed, listening, paying attention, but being mm-hmm. really still and just calm and thinking and taking in everything that's been said. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at your question, Percival Wakanga... Wakanga sort of turns to the uh, to the Cholton man to to Rana. My friend here has. Uh, uh, may I may I call you friend? Call friend. If help fix curse, friend is okay by Rana. Rana here is one of the jungle folk. The people of Cholt used to rule this entire peninsula in a vast human-run kingdom, but. Time and magical mate have worn that down to this one city, Portnians up, and a few outlying tribes that still live in amongst the jungle. Rana here will, will no doubt be able to uh, keep you keep you guys informed of the dangers you will face. But as to where you start, Chalt is teeming with places that could potentially be hiding the soulmonger. If it was placed. One would guess perhaps a ruin, maybe. Perhaps it's hidden at the bottom of a ravine. Perhaps it's deep in the heart of the jungle. 
But for all our for all our crafts between me and Sindra, we cannot work out where Incholter must be. And tell me, Rana, what do you know of the jungles? Um, what dangers do we face, and how would we be most suited? Jungle full of danger, mostly heat. Water is difficult to find if you do not know. In tribe, we drink rain. It does not rain. You do not live. Dinosaurs, reptiles, goblins. The jungle is filled with many things that wish to make you dead. And sometimes, if you are dead, it makes you walk again. Not anymore. It's true. That which walks in the jungle is dead already. Perhaps is still there, though we have not seen as many as we used to in the tribe. Rana, if we go to the village to um, stock up before going on this adventure and on this mission, would you be able to guide us on what would be the most useful tools for this operation? This is simple. I've lived in jungle all my life. Not a problem. And what would you suggest would be the most um, useful tools or ability, anything against such things as dinosaurs. Running is good. Or climbing. Most of them cannot (laughs) climb. But if not, (laughs) something sharp and pointed will work. Come on. I've heard that there are flying dinosaurs. That's a thing, isn't it? Yes. Flying? Yes. Wings are wide. Boughs in trees are close. Well, they can. Cl- they don't need to climb, do they? But I imagine if you have pointy things, you can also fire at them too. You mean weapons? You don't have to talk like him, dear. It's true. I've survived by hunting dinosaurs. Leather is good. Teeth is good for arrows. Claws for blades. We have ways to kill them. They are vicious, but not intelligent. I know I... people like that. Yeah, I've, I've got a <laughs> yeah, I've got a brother. Yeah, he's quite like that. I'm suspecting a big glit hammer would do quite well to you. <laughs> and Rana, how are we to know that we can trust you not to abandon and leave us in the depths of the jungle, um, and for you to come back and get your your treasures or your payment and leave us for dead? Yes, you cannot must judge a man by his actions, yes? Yeah, and if you had actions to leave us in the middle of the jungle, you're going to come back minus a head. This is true, but then you will not come back at all. I wouldn't bet on it, pal. Wakunga interjects here and tells tells you as well that if if it is directions that that you are requiring, and if you have perhaps as he sort of he sort of he sort of glances at at Rana and, and back again, almost as if sort of just trying to say, "I'd say I'm not trying to cause offence here, but uh, if you have concern, there are many guides within the city of uh, Portney and Saro that uh, that will you know that will ha- happily take your coin to ensure your safe passage to certain areas of the jungle." To be honest, I'm kind of happy with the little fella because if he does fuck us over, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Uh, so I fucking eat him. Uh, but I'm quite happy with the little fella. I think you're doing right. It depends on how well he knows the area, you know. Well, he was 
born out there, so I'm guessing quite well. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I was born in a city. I don't know every part of it, you know? Jungle west of city, along river, yeah. between river and mountains. Rana knows well. East and south, not so much. Tribe does not travel far. Jungle gets too dangerous, too difficult beyond there. But the region to the west, I know. Well, there we go. This will be a good time to uh, direct your attention back to roll 20. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm now going to switch your view. Uh, the landing page of Chol, uh, which uh, Syndra gave you guys while you were uh, while you were accepted, um, just so that you actually have an idea of uh, of what your of what your kind of what the scope of what you're looking at is. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, got white dots appearing. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> to give you an idea to, of what Rana is trying to say here, um, Rana, you would basically be pointing at. Hold on, let me just get the right um, the right tool for this job. That area directly there that Rana's just highlighted. This sort so, of this area river something, right whatever it's called. So near Gone. Camp Righteous. A little bit of uh, suspension here. I forgot about that. Um, ignore Camp Dot on the map. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> sorry. That's that's my that's my little DM adding. But just just pretend that Camp Vengeance. Is not there. I don't see Camp Vengeance. Who said Camp Vengeance? <laughs> <laughs> Is that just a really, uh, really annoying transvestite? He's <laughs> <laughs> really angry. That's, yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the, only, <laughs> the only transitional uh, pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, enough, enough, enough of camp jokes. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So with this, uh, so with this map of uh, with this map of Chult, Sindra's collection of knowledge basically comes from every source that she could possibly find, uh, which is predominantly the ships travelling around um, Chult. Mm-hmm. The trouble, of course, being that you can see around the edges of Chult, there's a whole load of uh, mountain ranges that basically block um, that basically yeah, block sight into the actual uh, into the actual geography of the inner land of the peninsula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are they quite sheer book faces and things? They they are. Crossing yeah. the mountains would be fairly difficult. So if you were to say, rather than heading straight out from Portney and Darrow, which I'm just uh, mm-hmm. which is just there, you could set out on foot from Portney and Zara. Um, you could potentially uh, take a canoe down one rivers, um, mm-hmm. or you could hire passage to take you out and potentially one of the coasts uh, around the side. The western side will have, you can sort of see that it's got a lot more like areas where you land um, and, uh, and and sort of, you know, start your expedition somewhere somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, uh, as, uh, as Wakanga points out, he's sort of like telling you all these different options for starting your expedition. They will, of course, all cost money. Uh, on that subject of what you will need, beyond what Rana has sort of told you, Wakanga basically says that your main three uh, needs that uh, before you set out on an expedition is you will need money, mm-hmm. you will need information, um, and you will need your equipment. Wow, it's like they're things I would never have ever ever thought of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, you. You don't know how long I spent to spend working out this. <laughs> this <problem. laughs> <laughs> to work out. What, what, what would I, what would I give you in the way of, uh, of, uh, of hints? Um, anyway, <laughs> don't poke the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
In terms of equipment, Wakanga tells you that Port Ninzaro has a grand souk, uh, which will have uh, which will have wares being sold by each of the merchant princes, and uh, will basically cater to just about every need uh, need that you could want. This basically means that any of the equipment that is in like the uh, the player's handbook um, will be available to buy from uh, from the grand souk. Uh, obviously, this is within reason. Um, if there's something that is, you know, particularly uh, rare, so magic items, unlikely that you can just like walk into the Grand Souk and uh, just buy like a wand of wonder. Let's let's say, but oh. for for most, yeah, for most common items, you can definitely uh, you definitely be there, and you can also buy a few uh, chalk specific items for money. Wakanga basically informs you that there are a couple of uh, a couple. Is you could earn money. Uh, by far, the the easiest uh, way would be to potentially uh, place bets on some of the dinosaur races. As you are, of course, adventuring folk, you could uh, ply a trade, so to speak, by visiting Zindar, the harbour master, down by where you guys arrived. Short, he will have sort of like a notice board where people put pleas for adventurers. For information. Three options uh, are are available to you for gathering. If you are after sort of arcane help um, in the form of div- uh, in form of diviners, there is the Temple of Sevras, which Wakanga basically um, tells you is is two hills over from where his villa, uh, where it is basically the Temple of Sevras is a uh, temple specifically for wizards. They specialize in divining knowledge, and if you were if after help with trying to work out where to start, or maybe to work out some of the secrets of chalk, you might implore them, see if they see if they might potentially be willing to do a deal with uh, perhaps help in finding specific places in the jungle that say Rana hasn't visited. Um, yeah. Jobal, one of the merchant princes, has the has the monopoly on guides and sellsword. Mm-hmm. And his guides all are are well known for having, you know, their their own sort of specific knowledge of different parts of the jungle. There's no there's no one guide that would be able to take you around all of Chult. Um, but you can certainly, if you want, you can go and uh, uh, Wakanga will be willing to help uh, facilitate an introduction to Jobal, who would then, you know, tell you which of his guides might be able to help you best. Or failing that, you could go to the Harbour Master's office to find their adverts. And last but not least, although he says possibly not the most reliable option for me, uh, there are ta- there are plenty of taverns around town uh, in which you know the old saying goes: uh, loose lips sink well a venturing party. And he says that uh, if you were to if you were to sort of you know mingle mingle around, you would find that uh, word of mouth tends to tends to lead to several interesting discoveries. Okay. So yeah, so to summarize, for equipment, there is a grand souk that will stock basically everything from the uh, from the player's handbook plus a few chalk specific items. For money, uh, you will either you can either, you know, ply a trade, which is if you do actually have a trade, you could obviously, you know, work for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would that would take you quite some time. You could place a bet on the weekly dinosaur races. Um, or yeah. you could, uh, or you could visit the Harbour Master's office um, for adventuring contracts. Basically, is that so? Basically, like a salaried, like you know, like a um, freelance wage of sorts. 
not quite a freelance wage no it's it's more that people that need adventurers and because in the in the forgotten realms you know needing adventurers is a is a common uh, is a fairly common occurrence uh, people place their adverts for for various um Calling them quests might be a bit melodramatic, but that is effectively what they are. So basically, uh, if, if we're exploring Chult anyway, it basically means that we may actually come across some of these areas that they need um, uh, little missions completing or whatever anyway. Is that what you precisely. mean? Precisely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wakanga, in order to help you out with knowing your way around the city, basically calls back one of his servants and uh, shows you a rough map of Port Nianzaro, which you should now be able to see. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Loads up. So that's on the is that on the right right sort of edge. So you guys are currently in Wakanga's village, which is over here. Wakanga's villa is right next to the. Uh, hang on a sec. No, I just need to actually get my got my secret information out. <laughs> A little guide to the city. Uh, Shows you where all the traps are. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. Work out where 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 can I lead you? Right. <laughs> How can I kill them? <laughs> so, so the major places that were kind of pointed out. Um, this set of tents down here, where the number six is. Yeah. I don't. We, guys, we don't see numbers. You don't see numbers. Never mind. No. Ignore that. <laughs> yes. This this one here. This is the Grand Suit, uh, which is to say it's where you'll be able to buy your information. Isn't that buying equipment from the Grand Suit? It's buying equipment will be from the Grand Suit. Yeah. And the Harbour Master's office is this one over here, which yeah. I hope you guys can see. I'm just going to highlight it a bit. Just double check. You guys can see it, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Temple of Severus, which is where you could get arcane help with uh, working out where you might be going. That is right here. Oh, it's right next to his house. Yeah, it's right next to his house, which actually makes sense. Uh, Wakanga basically informs you that he is the merchant prince of uh, magical items. He specializes um, in trade uh, in trade of magical items and uh, and law. Um, so Wakanga, um, as yeah. you have these skills um, and you are such a um, elaborate collector and master of magical items. Are there perhaps any that you would care to bestow upon us as a loan, of course, um, for this great adventure uh, full of risks and uh, potential casualties? Um, would you be willing to... Speak for yourself. I'm not intending to die. <laughs> well, to be honest, neither was I, but I was thinking along the same lines. If you're the merchant prince of magic weapons, gimme, gimme. That's true. Free stuff. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Percival. Wakanga. Wakanga. Percival. There's inside your, there's an inside head voice and an outside head voice. I think it is appropriate while talking to Wakanga for you to keep the inside head voice <laughs> uh, separate. No, no, no. It's all outside. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's just me, and then me, me louder. <laughs> Wakanga looks to you and uh, he basically sort of says uh, he kind of he kind of cocks his head sort of thinks it over for a little bit and thinks oh there are certainly a few a few a few potions and scrolls that I'm selling you see there's trouble 
I am a merchant prince and I didn't get to where I am by by offering charitable hands out. However, um, if we were able to solve your problem of um of not of the 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 dead that have been re-raised, um not not dying again, um and people's loved ones or important people um who are still alive uh, uh, who, who were alive at least until this curse um and whatever's going on happens if we were able to solve that surely you would also benefit from the um from that whether that be in chilt in general whether it be for the amount of business you would then be able to get and and trade that you would get from it i i, I think what she's saying is you scratch my back i'll scratch your back <laughs> Make me make me a charisma uh, roll, uh, charisma persuasion with advantage. Is that me? Uh, yes. Uh, Mostly because you're the one you're the one doing the talking. Um, oh, that was almost an eight. <laughs> two. Oh, it's, you said advantage, so I could do another one. Yeah, please do. Fifteen. That's better. So okay, fifteen, but... and it, did you say charisma? Uh, I said no. it was the persuasion. Persuasion, mm-hmm. um, plus two, so seventeen. So I can't just sort of. He looked at you and. Bear you know, in mind, sort of... I, I am also fluttering my eyelashes. <laughs> That's why <laughs> you had advantage. <laughs> That's why you had advantage. Yeah. Wakanga, Wakanga looks at you and he basically he sort of he he just kind of he just seems to sort of wave away your uh, your your. Uh, protestations and just says no no I'm terribly sorry but after after the last expedition and there's a cough from the other end of the table as Sindra sort of you can't again you can't really tell exactly what she's doing but she sort of she stiffens a bit um, and uh, Wakanga sort of like stops mid-sentence if he said a bit too much I see that's a that's a real shame um... you see my apologies. I have said I have said too much, but Sindra didn't want you to know, but you are the third expedition to be sent on this mission. Hang on. I, 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 I should have been at least the second. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to yourself. Um, and okay. Okay, I didn't need to thought I'd been the C team. Thank you very much. John, what happened? John, <laughs> yes. for that, for, for that brilliant, for that brilliant reaction to that, take inspiration. Because <laughs> 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 that was that was perfectly on character. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> can you tell us any? As much as this may be a hard topic, could you tell us what happened to the other two? Um, teams or um, whereabouts they died to know if there's anywhere we should avoid or uh, so we can not make their mistakes. The first of the expeditions arrived in Chort about a week ago. They left intending to do a short scout down the... uh, Bear with me while I remember which river it is. They were doing a short scouting mission down the Tiriak. No, that's not how you pronounce it. It's Tiriki. Tiriki. Okay. It's the. Um, hang on a second. I'll show you on the map. 
I just remembered, of course, I actually have a map I can show you. <laughs> Hooray! They were going down. This one here. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that one there, that middle one. Mm-hmm. No, um, there we are. They were heading down that one. It was meant to be. It was meant to be a simple scouting. A, scouting ahead, we thought as that area is heavily populated with the undead, maybe that might have been a source of source of the soulmonger. But they never returned. That sounds like it could be then. The other party, unfortunately, travelled down the Shoshan Star, and they—we know what happened to them. They fell prey to a goblin raid. <laughs> And whereabouts were they? So they went down the River Shoshan Star, which is over here next. Just... So neither party got very far. Neither party got very far at all. I mean, how do you know what they uh, what they did in terms of getting I don't know, tr- properly trounced? Because I bankrolled their their endeavours. I have spent a lot of money already on this on this particular mission, shall we say? And, as I say, I didn't become a merchant prince by handing out charity constantly. This particular instance, I must insist that we have a bit more of a plan, an idea where the soulmonger is, and how long it is going to take you, and what what specifically you will need to do to get to it, before I am willing to help fund the expedition. I am sorry, but that's the best I can do for now. Hang on, one sec. Hanging on one sec? <laughs> uh, well, keep going and I'll, I'll catch up in a sec. Are you okay? Oh. <laughs> Dropping behind, Nick. What's up? Just Come on, jog. What's up? <laughs> He's, he needs to tie his shoe or fart. And he doesn't want to <laughs> uh, be rude. Five. Let's <laughs> <laughs> drop back to fart. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Please, Wakanga, carry on. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wakanga's just basically standing there while uh, while while the cleric fiddles in the corner for a bit, just like, no, please, by all means. Um, <laughs> are you farting, <laughs> Zippy? Zippy, are you farting? <laughs> okay. As I say, I bankrolled. Uh, he he bankrolled the uh, the um, the expeditions. The second one, as he says, they seem to have just disappeared. They don't know exactly what's happened to them. Uh, but the second one, their uh, their bodies were found, um, mm-hmm. ah. and uh, some of while some of their equipment was recovered, the majority of it had been stolen. However, if uh, if it if it perhaps helps at all, Wakanga reaches into his robes and he pulls out what looks to be a fairly tattered journal. Mm. And uh, I... and he he offers this he offers this to you and just says here. For what it is worth, the group that we, the second group that went down the Shoshin Star, found, found this. This journal wasn't part of, as far as we know, wasn't part of their, uh, wasn't part of their expedition. For one thing, the author of this journal appears to have travelled in Chalt alone. We certainly don't think it belonged to any of the explorers, so they must have found it uh, as part of their exploration. I've read through it, and though it details what seems to be a wizard's journey to the jungle, I can't yet discern any further further meaning or or help out of it. But for what it is worth, it is yours. 
Anything that stops us being eaten by goblins is... My people have warred with goblins for many generations. We know the tribe to the west lives in Mistcliff Mountains. They can be troublesome, but I know their movements and believe I could avoid them if we wished. That's useful to know. Do we know the language of the journal? Um, yes. Well, I, uh, I don't actually know. Um, what languages do you all speak? I speak common, elvish, and sylvan. Oh wait, hang on. No, sorry, I've just, I've just read, I've just read another bit. It's written in common, so yeah, okay. you, will, you oh. will be able to read it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, common and dwarvish, by the way, for me. Yeah, so let me just write this down. Because I don't actually have the... uh, Oh, and this is where I realise I don't have a pen. What the hell? DM No! Rookie error. The entire game was meant to be paper and pen and suddenly I don't have one. Okay, right. Um, sorry, so going through, uh, let's say, uh, uh, so what languages do you have? Who are you speaking to? Uh, John. Uh, common, Elvish, and Draconic. If we find a dragon, he can talk to it before it eats him. Well, yes. I'm sure he could confuse anyone. Uh, Toby, uh, remind me which languages you know. Common, Druidic, and Goblin. Right, okay, yes. So, uh, yeah, you will be able to read it. As I say, having a quick glance at it, um, you can you can tell there's basically the same thing as Wakanga's basically said. Is it does appear to be, it's it's quite wet um, and tattered, uh, so you have to be quite quite careful with it, but uh, it does seem to just sort of like, just kind of, just reiterates the same thing Wakanga said. It just seems to be like a wizard's journal of uh, of his travels through Chult. Uh, but you'd have to you'd have to study it a bit more in detail if you wanted to wrangle any sort of useful information out of it. Okay, if we can take that, we'll study it gradually. Yes, like Kanga says, by all means, it, it's of no use to me. Percy can eat it as a bedtime stop. <laughs> uh, what I would like to ask as well, Wakanga, is um, as a wealthy prince yourself um, and successful prince. Um, I am a mere monk. I, my my gold is very limited. I want to do as best I can on this adventure, especially as you've already lost two two whole parties to this um, to this wild adventure. Um, we want to make sure we're equipped the best way we possibly can. Um, however, I feel that my gold may only extend to very basic weaponry, uh, which may not help us defeat um, some of the tougher or larger. Uh, creatures, is there any way you could help us um, uh, financially, maybe in advance, um, on us being able to do the best we, we possibly can? It's... I mean, Wakanga, and she strokes the, your forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanga. Mm. <laughs> we all want the same thing. We all want. Hang on. defeats this enemy, this common enemy. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean that. Calm down, Percival. Because you have already made a charisma check, something very similar, I'm afraid. I'm inclined to say that that's kind of, that is the, that's the role that sticks, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to say that while, while Wakanga is, is definitely, uh, it's definitely sort of like, you feel I'm kind of like, you know, kind of like, well, 
it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, will will perhaps help. I can't offer. I can't offer aid myself. Not not without without payment of some form. And he sort of pauses, or another. <laughs> In terms, okay. of, in terms of a professional setting, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would hope that if you were to, if you were to find any, any, any items of magical interest while exploring Chult, if you were to, if you were to say, bring them to me for for study, not for keeping. I would let you keep anything that you found, of course. Uh, but if I could at least study whatever you found, I would say half price, half price of my art. Would that seem fair? Well, of course, that's very generous of you. What do you? What does the rest of you think? Well, as long as he doesn't just bump up the prices to take half off. Maybe if we look around and speak to some merchants at what prices they usually sell things for, we can make sure that we are being treated fairly. If you were to try and speak to some of the other merchant princes, perhaps, maybe, one or two of them might be persuaded to lend you aid as well, if you became, shall we say, solid with them. Solid. <laughs> okay. I'm good at being solid. Your, your relationship is now solid. <laughs> Don't know if any of you get the Firefly reference, but it's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Get out further. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, he basically says that yeah, you could uh, you could potentially look to some of the other uh, some of the other merchant princes around Portney and Zaro, see if you uh, could potentially forge some forge some ties there. You know, a bit of tip for tap. To be honest, I think we need to earn uh, before we go rooting about in the jungle. I would, I would agree with your sentiment there, Dick. Do people, if we can go back onto the other, uh, the campsite map again. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so whilst the temple place is closer, do people think, do people want to try the temple place first or would they, do they think maybe the hub, uh, the hub, hub master uh, place would be better first to have a look at what, Missions, or you know, um, 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 and kind of adventure, you know, little jobs. They um, little jobs, yes. <laughs> Anna thinks that this one in the corner, Anna points at Sindra or gestures towards her and says, This one knows magic, yes? Must have searched long and hard to find Soulmonger is in Cholt. If all her magic cannot find it further, what use are the wizards in the temple? This is a very good point, Rana. That's a point. It's got a point. For... I suppose we could go and ask them at least. You know, see why they're so bloody useless. Sorry, I was I was fiddling around there, so what was what were the what were the points you made there? Sorry, I heard Rana say... Uh, in, long story short, Rana said, pointed at Cinder and said, if Cinder has used her magic, uh, or has, you know, brought all these people here to go and find it. If all her magic, if she can't divine where it might be, what use would the wizards be? So Rana doesn't think it's as much point going to the temple. Syndra at this point sort of uh, 
pipes up as best she can um, and sort of says, "Well, my own strength is is weakened by this curse. The matter of piercing the the covering the the veil that obscures the information around the soulmonger is a matter of effort. That effort takes time and energy. Energy." I am running out of. I have already, I have already exerted a lot of my life for trying to divine, even just a name. I have, I have hope, perhaps, perhaps faith that the temple of Sylvanas, uh, Severas, even, they may be able to focus for longer, with more strength, perhaps. Perhaps in time they will pierce the veils which I, in my state, I cannot. So uh, they they know about this already, then, don't they? They're, so I'm assuming that the the other two parties have, have kind of spoken to them. They've had a bit of a chit chat, you know. They've all had a bit of a chin wag. We all know what's going on. So um, I'm assuming they've had a head start. It depends. We're unsure. Uh, unsure of exactly. We know the we know that the first party met with the the leader of the temple, Grandfather Bane. Um, grandfather, bear with me. Grandfather, bear with me. What Indeed. Do you know what? Who are we? Who are we to judge? Really, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Percy. Is bear with. <laughs> Bear with your first name, is that it? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you, have to, you have to put Len behind Bear with <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, Zibi, um, why is it that you're, uh, you're here? What, what's up with that? Determinate. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Without even moving my lips. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, the abbot sent me to uh, to try to find out what was going on. Um, he would have come himself. Uh, he informs me, but uh, he had a bit of a dicky tummy um, after having a rather strong curry one night, and uh, he sent me instead. I'm not entirely sure because I've seen him eat things that are awesome. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're sort of, they're, I'm not quite sure about his dicky tummy, to be honest with me. Mm. Yeah, I've, I have had one of them too. Awful. <laughs> I'll always uh, remember it. <laughs> In jungle, you're bound to get met many times. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I never signed up for this. This is why I always try to eat as healthy as possible. Um, of clear of body and clear of mind um one goes with the other i do not trust what i do not know i try to eat mainly fruits and vegetables seeds and wine, things yes. from the ground wine i i do not alcohol my body's yes. a temple mm-hmm. my temple brews beer <laughs> yeah there we go so <laughs> Just, just pulling us back into focus again. <laughs> <laughs> I was very focused, thank you. I'm not entirely sure you were. I think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> the temple of the temple of Severus uh, has 
has many has many cares. And the first party, as I say, they had visited uh, Grandfather Sitembe and inquired about uh, about finding uh, this lost information. Of course, at that time we didn't know the name. It was hard to hard to put a name to this strange source of the death curse. But whether they found any information yet, we don't know. The party left before they found an answer. Well, silly. Mm. For any of that's not clear, it's basically they, they went to Grandfather Simbi, they asked him to look into it. He said he would, and there's like a time frame on how he would take to find an answer. Um, how long was that? And they and they decided to they decided to, to bugger off. He's probably depending on how soon after being asked they started looking into it uh, it might be that they have the information now it might not be but i think we should go and speak to this grandfather chappy um Hi. at least it's in the right direction before we go to the docks to find out what jobs are going uh, any uh, any of us in our party uh, any of you somewhat charming in the way of talking to uh, people of a religious uh, point of view That'd be me, love. Uh, I was about to say, you do yeah, have a cleric be, at the table. Yeah, but it's more this about guy. Even if he's a cleric, it's more is is he good at persuasion and he's, in he's a gentle the way. In the title. <laughs> Look, his name is Reverend. His first name is Reverend, okay? No, no, my first name is Zibi. It's my What? No, I don't get it. Okay. Um <laughs> Well, as we're passing there to go elsewhere, we can always try. Definitely think it's the best option right now. It can't hurt. Right, not unless we fall off something. Uh, However, right now, of course, it is it is the middle of the night. Perhaps, perhaps in the morning when the temple when the temple is open. Um, However, um, Wakanga, you have talked about dinner for quite some time. In fact, I think it was two weeks worth of time <laughs> about giving us dinner. Which is never Bloody come. hungry. Come on. <laughs> so, while, while you guys have been talking, my apologies. I realise I have not addressed this properly. <laughs> so, there has been a spread of food that was brought out, and it was kind of, uh, my apologies, the general assumption was that you guys would be eating one. <laughs> uh, the, the, spread, the spread on the table is basically a sort of, it's a strange, it's a kind of surf and turf kind of thing going on. You've got, uh, you've got plenty, uh, you've got plenty of fish and crustacean like uh, that are being laid out, but you also have uh, great big slabs of red meat that look uh, kind of like steak, but they're a lot, they're a lot tougher. They're a lot, uh, they're, they seem almost a little bit more grislier than you would expect. Hmm. I've just got this image of Zippy standing, great big lobster claw. And a chicken drumstick in the other. <laughs> so it's like an alternate bite. Do you have any um, seeds or nuts and fruits and vegetables as well? Uh, there would, yes. There would be. There would be as a, a sort Great. of a salad bar that, uh, that joins this. This is all kind of like <laughs> with a sneeze guard. Yeah. <laughs> is there any um, like protein? Are there any protein sources that are not meat or, um, you know, and grains and things like that as well? Nuts. Uh, they're probably, they probably aren't as like a main, but when, but assuming, I assume you're about to say that you're a vegetarian. 
Yeah. Any tofu. Yep. Um, uh, at, uh, at realizing that you're not going to leave, Wakanga would then pull back a servant uh, who would sort of go away and would bring back a kind of, a sort of, uh, a kind of nut roast kind of thing. Uh, oddly, oh, awesome. <laughs> oddly enough, oddly enough, its texture is less of a less of like a, a nut roast, and actually, it tastes a, tastes a bit like chocolate pudding. Nice. Okay. That's <laughs> some form this... of mushroom, then I'm guessing. Rana leans forward and picks up the largest piece of meat that he can find, um, mm-hmm. just with you know, with two hands. Um, sort of slouches back on the seat. Um, and just starts worrying at it a bit like a dog with a bone or a cat with something that's really too big that a cat shouldn't be eating. And it kind of just ignores people and just starts chewing away, like putting real effort into it, but of not course. really paying much attention to and, anyone else. And of course, Rama, you would recognise that this is a uh, this is a this is a uh, sort of rare delicacy because uh, with jungle knowledge, you do recognise this is a a prime cut of uh, T Rex. I wouldn't want to be that guy that took that kid that had to prepare that meal. Um, she's usually more than one guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they don't prepare it whilst it's alive. That, that grizzly meat that I was discussing, the rest of you guys wouldn't know that, um, but I can't work out how to do whispers at the minute, and I don't want to, like... I that's right. tucking in. <laughs> I take... Um, so I see the guys have eaten some of the lobster... Um, Shell. I take a couple of the shell, the claw shells, um, and break them, and basically, so they're you know like the pointy bits, um, put them in my bag as potentially useful things for later. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm doing similar. Is there anything there as well that's like um, that's dry food that may actually last? Like um, anything that you could take with you, like um, that won't that won't spoil within a day or so. Probably, probably not. Um, this is kind of like this is a set um, with hunger that's basically brought out to be eaten basically right now. Um, so, uh, given given time, maybe you could like I don't know make some jerky out of some of the meat if you wanted to, but it's not it's not like in jerky for right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, is there a jug of water or something like that? Uh, I guess. Water? Yeah. There would be. There would certainly. Yeah. There would certainly be a, a, a that was passed around for refreshment. Okay, um, I'm going to fill my water skin up with um, water as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, fair dues. Um, I think it's generally like when you start off, it's generally assumed that your water skin is full. Bearing in okay. mind that you were, that you were Do- basically meeting Syndra under the impression that you were going to go on the mission straight from the meeting. Um, I think on the adventurers pack, you get sort of 10 days worth of action. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to make that last longer. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. See, I, nicking, yeah. nicking, it's, it's yeah. You're basically you're nicking the sandwiches from the uh, from the communications meeting uh, lunch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was I was person. I was with Sandra as I call her, um, and then she clicked her fingers when I had a glass of water. Oh, so yeah. So you just, you just and it's like I don't trust what's going on with this water situation. <laughs> I'm just going to put some in my water. It was just wrong. raining, goddammit. <laughs> just drink rain. How hard could it be? Just stand outside with your mouth open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the rain, as you've been as you've been sort of sat talking, you can hear the sort of it's not a torrential rain outside. Like when you when you were when you were teleported in, it's been sort of yeah. It's just sort of it's been it's been raining fairly. It was like not massively hard not like typhoon waves but you can hear sort of now that the rain has died down and actually seems to have just stopped um 
So, uh, so that's just that's just something a little bit, a little bit of extra flavour for you. Um, but Wakanga is basically now sort of saying to you guys that uh, you know, the, unless unless there there is any other information you want to consider now, unless you want to head out into into Port Nianzaro at night, not something he necessarily recommends. Uh, he can offer you he can offer you, uh, within his villa in order to stay the night uh, to sort of rest up here but that he can't extend that uh, luxury permanently as uh, he will be receiving guests tomorrow um, that will need the room um, are, they, are they our replacements for when we die? yes it's team number four Is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they past number four to replace us already? <laughs> he sort of he sort of gives you a roguish wink and just sort of says maybe so much <laughs> faith. Hmm. Uh, but no, no, he says it's he says it's no, it's his uh, business acquaintance. He sort of leaves it at that. Okay, so shall we rest um, and bathe or whatever we want to do the day before whatever um, and rest and um, be ready for tomorrow. Yeah, unless anybody wants to discuss this, I don't know. Is there anything? Yeah, is there anything else that's to be discussed by anybody? Uh, Nick and um, Toby, I don't think I've heard from you guys yet. A temple opens in morning, hunting bad at night, and then Rana basically picks up his stake, um, reaches for another slightly smaller one, stacks it on top, and then sort of looks around, wanting to know where he's going to take it to bed. You know, like like you're nesting with your food. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Ah, steak sandwich, good man. I was just going to say it. Wakanga, if you can show me somewhere where I can down, we're going to see Grandfather watch his face in the morning. Yep. It's a tembe, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it's a tembe. It's a tembe. That's the chappy. Hmm. Yeah, Wakanga uh, basically invites you into his home proper. Um, and uh, so the empty chamber you guys have been in has a... Uh, it's, it's literally just... Just off of the main entrance, you sort of you've you've walked into the villa and like turned right, and it's just basically been a room with a roof. There's not much not much more to it besides the chair and the pillows. Uh, he now leads you through to the uh, to the main house, and you enter this sort of circular room with uh, with stairs leading up to a landing. He sort of passes you off to um, his uh, his servant, and he and and Syndra basically sort of continue. Uh, continue off. They stay on the ground, uh, but you guys are led upstairs um, to a to a set of rooms that are clearly sort of guest rooms. And in each room, you basically find it's made up. Of, uh, it's made up of two rooms. One room is like a sort of. It seems to be sort of like a sitting a sitting room area. Um, mm-hmm. There's a uh, carpet in the middle, a couple of pillows. Um, there's a large. It's sort of rustling. Oh, it's me, Chris. Yeah, don't. Sorry, I was getting a biscuit. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's actually that close to the mic. Sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's a sitting room that, as I say, it's got like pillows, water fountain, and, uh, um, and it has a it has a door that seems to open out onto a uh, garden, see a fountain playing, um, and then leading off from this sitting room, there's two rooms, um, each of which has a. Uh, as a, as a fairly large sort of two-person bed in it. Uh, and so you sort of, you, you, you bunker down, bunker down for the night. Uh, I don't think we need to go into the details of, like, where everybody's sleeping necessarily. Um, before uh, I sure. sleep. Nay? Yep. Before, um, before Silicon sleeps, 
Um, is is it still raining outside, or is it actually got like gone gone quite calm outside? Glancing at the at the door, you can see that actually the rain has completely stopped, and in fact, surprisingly, the uh, the the night seems to be completely clear. Whereas before, it was quite uh, it was quite murky. Um, now you can see, sort of like the sky <laughs> seems like there are no clouds okay. in it whatsoever. So Siliqui takes the um, journal um, yep. and goes to sit against the waterfall so she can hear the trickling sound of the waterfall outside in the moonlight and starts trying to have a, a very uh, you know, sort of short look through the journal, um, trying to sort of ev- not completely skim read it, but not heavily read it because she also wants to make sure she rests as well. So... Um, she yeah. wants to, um, yeah, just just sort of read what what's there. Uh, so to basically, say that yeah, you take a you take an hour to sort of sit up, uh, sitting room maybe maybe beside the door to just have a read through it. You have a read through this journal, and it tells you. Well, I'll just get to the page again. Uh, so the wizarding question has basically a description of the of the jungle controlled. A lot of what you read about, again, things that you have heard both Ran talking about you know he's talking about uh strange species of uh, strange species of dinosaur um that he discovers uh there's several it seems it goes on for pages description how tolerably hot uh the jungles of Chalta. it seems like this uh, this weather this wizard was not exactly prepared for the weather okay um, and it's sort of reading through it you kind of wonder how exactly he survived um, until you realise that the companion uh, that he mentioned several times, Vor, uh, is a shield guardian. Um, mm. and he describes Vaughn in one of the in one of the in one part of the of the diary. Uh, the shield guardian was called, um, and the shield guardian is basically it's a construct, um, basically like a golem, but it's like a suit of armour, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, you also come across a page which has a drawing, a strange sort of rod. Uh, give me an arcane check. Who, me again, yeah? Sorry? Me, yeah? You're reading it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah you, you're reading it. Uh, oh, that was a bit rubbish. Um, very rubbish. Five. <laughs> yep, you've, you've, you've no idea what this, uh, what this might be. <laughs> It's just like, as far as you're concerned that he just drew a, a drew, drew a pretty picture of what looks like an otter. Do I think it may well be have some kind of magical traces that um, if I spoke to somebody that's better versed in magic, I could give them it for them to understand? Would would I think I mean, to somebody else? I mean, you could ask you could ask one of your companions whether or not they recognise it. Okay. Yeah. And is there anything else in the book at all? Or is it just mainly? I, well, I was—I was wondering. Are you asking one of your uh, companions whether they can? Oh, am I? If, uh, if they're awake, um, I will ask. Um, this, is only, like, this is only at the hour beforehand. Uh, I mean, if they've okay. gone to sleep, you can poke them awake. Uh, well, in that case, I will ask. I will ask Zibby first, just because I feel like Zibby won't give me as much bullshit as Percival. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> if doesn't know, then I will ask Percival. <laughs> uh, mechanistically, what I'm asking here basically is you can have somebody help you, which will basically give you advantage, which means they can roll and use um, their arcana check. But after yeah. that, it will just be you just you just don't know what it is. 
It won't be that you can ask Zibby and then ask. Um, okay. Well, in uh, that case, I'm giving it. I'm asking Zibby because he's he has you know uh, magical knowledge. Yeah. Okay, Flex. So Zibby, make a make an Arcana check. Oh, uh, okay. actually, no. React react to uh, react to um <laughs> to, to the monk giving you a, giving you poking you away. I'm terribly sorry to disturb you. Uh, actually, I, I was only asleep. It doesn't matter. I'm oh, so sorry. I've just been reading the journal um, that we got earlier. Um, All right. There, there's been mentions of um, the dinosaurs and things the adventurers um, came across. However, there's this strange drawing that I haven't seen before, and I, I don't understand. I was wondering if you've seen anything similar. Uh, what? Well, uh, and sorry, explain the the drawing again. What does it look like? So the drawing basically looks like a um, rod. You can't really tell what it's made of because it's a drawing, but it has um, it has these arcane sifts on it, um, and it looks like it looks like it's got a sort of a drilled hole in the in the top. So it almost looks like it could potentially be like threaded through uh, with uh, with a piece of cord or something, maybe to be tied uh, tied around someone's neck as a pendant, perhaps. All oh, right. Um, I don't know. Let me have a think. Uh, let me have a look. Right. So what, what was your what was your arcana? Uh, uh, plus roll one. So, oh no, I was just saying I could actually roll something. Um, hang on. So, D twenty. Ooh, nineteen plus one twenty. Yeah, better. Yeah, right. I will. I will. I will accept that because there was a bit of a confusion because I think you rolled an eleven to begin with, but it, never mind. Um, so this is basically the control rod for the shield guardian. Um, mm. It is. Oh, right. uh, it is essentially with with shield guardians. Uh, they basically become inert if the control rod is lost, and until somebody approaches a, a shield guardian with the control rod, the shield guardian will basically just sort of stand there, not doing anything, uh, until a master comes to collect it. So this rod, we are assuming it's still with the wizard, possibly. The, uh, with that roll as well, the end of the book, it basically sort of cuts short. It's like the wizard is basically in the middle of writing a, an account, and it sort of stops on the word and. <laughs> you, you, mean like, you, you mean like in the... They're uh, coming through... I mean, you wouldn't still be writing where it's like, yeah, they're going to hit me with a giant sword. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, not, it's, not, it's not quite that level of, uh, of, uh, of melodramatic. It, it seems to be he's just sort of like describing a flower, Ooh. and then it sort of stops, but there's like a scrape. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You, could, you could probably assume that, yeah, he's, he's met some sort of grisly end. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I relay this to, uh, to Siliqui and um, the other two that we'll, we'll tell them that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, that's quite insightful. We should keep an eye out for um, if we oh, definitely. get past that, uh, um, that party. Um, or, or if we see even in the souk, um, you know, see if anybody's um, come across one, or, or if there's one for sale, or anything like that. Um, keep an eye. So, I guess we'll go to sleep. Yep. Unless there's okay. anything else that wants to be, and nobody else wants to do anything else, just head off to sleep. No, no. Yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep. Yeah.